Welcome to the Ivy Church Podcast. Hello Ivy Hear, believe and be included in Christ. Hear, believe and be included in Christ. I want you to remember those words today. It was Noah's sports day last week and he loves sports day. For me though, at school, it was a day I absolutely dreaded. Like I hated the thought of having to run and probably be last or that I'd need to remember the sequence of the obstacle course and get it wrong. I wasn't particularly sporty and to be honest, I wasn't really very confident and I would worry about it more than enjoy it. But yet for him, his sports day was so different because every child was included. Every child of every ability was part of it. And it was full of fun. It had the kids and the parents of the kids cheering each other on. And I know that I've mentioned before that Noah has many things he's needed to overcome, including mobility. Like he couldn't walk properly until he was nearly three, has really wobbly ankles. So to see him run his little legs off in the race and hear his classmates chanting, Noah, 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 made my heart sing because he was included. He was part of something much bigger. He was part of a team and he knew he was because he could hear the chants. He believed he could do it and he knew he was included in the team. He was playing his part as part of something else. And that's what the word included means. It means to contain something as part of something else or to make something part of something else. And we're carrying on today in our series, Blessed with Every Blessing, as we're looking at the book of Ephesians in chapter one. And over the past few weeks, through our other talks, we've been reminded that we have been chosen in Christ, that we've been adopted in Christ and that we've been redeemed in Christ. And today we're concentrating on verse 13 of Ephesians chapter one, where it reads, and you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Here, believe, be included in Christ. Now, for a bit of backstory and context here, Paul, who wrote this letter to the people of Ephesus, is speaking to both the Jews and the Gentiles. And in it, he's talking about the inclusion of both of them in Christ. Now, this is important because the idea of Jews and Gentiles getting along, respecting one another and cooperating together, like no one had ever talked that way before. The Jews are God's chosen nation. They're holy and dearly loved. And we know from the Bible that God gave the Jewish nation of Israel his laws written down in stone. He gave them cultural boundaries that protected the vulnerable in society. They had access to God's forgiveness and his presence. And they had promises made by God himself. But it's important to know that the term Gentile doesn't really describe who somebody is, but rather who they are not. So they're basically not a Jew. 
A Gentile is someone who belongs to any other nation other than the Jewish people group. Like in essence, they represent everyone else. They're not people who can trace their family line back to one of the 12 tribes of Israel. And so therefore it seemed impossible for Jews and Gentiles to be able to live in unity. Yet Paul declares that this is their new reality in Christ Jesus. In verses 11 to 12, he says, in him we were also chosen. We, meaning the Jews. And then in verses 13 to 14, he says, and you are also included. You also, meaning the Gentiles. In fact, the New Living Version reads, God's purpose was that we Jews who were the first to trust in Christ would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own. But you see, there's this continual struggle that goes on and on again, where the Jews and the Gentiles are wondering how on earth the Gentiles could be born again into the Christian faith. Wouldn't they have to observe the laws and the rules and the regulations of the Old Testament? Yet Paul argues that it's not by obeying the laws or traditions that the Jews are now included in Christ. It's through the grace of God that they are included, not because of anything they have done. It is all about what he has done for us, not what we have done for him. And there is a day coming, Paul says, when all will be made one in Christ. He's saying that through Christ Jesus, God has brought both Jew and Gentile together in his new heaven and new earth and that they are one in Christ right now. They're not waiting for a specific time, but it's happening in the here and the now. And verse 13 tells us the order of how we become included in Christ because he says it's when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. He's basically saying you trusted and then you believed by faith after you heard. You heard the word of truth, which means hearing the word of God. You had faith and you believed the gospel. And Paul tells us that this is the formula of faith, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And that we're all included in Christ, not because we live by rules or traditions or by adhering to certain behaviours, but believing that the message of Christ crucified is true and trusting in him for their own life. Hear believe and be included in Christ. You see, God sent the word, meaning Jesus to earth. And when we put our trust in his sacrifice, in his resurrection, then it restores our ability to hear, to believe in faith and to be included in Christ and then see his kingdom come. And Paul continually talks about this relationship we have, that we are planted in Christ. And the very fact that all things will unite together in Christ one day. The fact that we had no hope in the world before Christ, but yet we have been given all the blessings of God in Christ Jesus. All of God's blessings are experienced in union with Jesus. And the Bible tells us so. Here's some of them. 
We are alive to God and have eternal life in Christ Jesus, Romans 6. The grace and kindness of God are found in Christ Jesus, 1 Corinthians. And his forgiveness is found in Christ Jesus, Ephesians 4. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, Romans 8. We are justified in Christ, Galatians 2. And our salvation is in Christ Jesus, 2 Timothy. Nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, Romans 8. We have freedom and are sanctified in Christ Jesus, 1 Corinthians. We are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, Ephesians 2. The peace, faith and love of God are found in Christ Jesus, Philippians 4. In Christ, we are brand new creatures, 2 Corinthians, and we are complete in Christ, Colossians 1. All the glory goes to God because it is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, 1 Corinthians. And the list goes on. How incredible is it that we receive so many undeniable blessings when we're included in Christ? Hear, believe and be included in Christ. One of the stories in the Bible that I personally find really emotional and gets me every time is the story of the bleeding woman. And I so feel for this woman and I cannot imagine what life must have been like for her to be ostracised from society because of a medical condition she couldn't do anything about. And for many years as a midwife, I've worked with women who have medical conditions that meant they would bleed excessively and it is awful for them. But it gets me every time because she brings me such a challenge on my own life because despite all the hurt and loss and fear she's had, she then has fear in being noticed and seen in that minute, yet she still reaches for Jesus, believing he can heal her. She's the perfect example of a woman who had heard and believed Jesus could heal her and through faith she was healed. Let's read the story. It's from Mark 5, starting at verse 21. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, my little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realised that power had gone out from him and he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You, you see the people crowding against you, his, disciple dance, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. 
Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. It's such an amazing passage that every time I read it, I get quite emotional as I think of her and the desperate state she must have been in. And what we know about the woman is that she is completely desperate, that Jesus is her only hope at this moment. She's got this chronic condition that she's had and lived with for over a decade, and she's at the end of herself. For the culture of the day, because of her constant bleeding, she'd have been deemed unclean by the Jewish people because of the law. So she's both an outcast and an outsider. Her way of life is loneliness. Her way of life is rejection. Her way of life is isolation. Her way of life is hopelessness. She doesn't have a community or a group of friends with her. And in this particular period of time, community is the way of life. It defines your sense of identity and your sense of belonging. That's how people did life together. Yet she has no community. And not only that, but she spent all of her money on doctors and tried to find answers that will fix her condition. So she's financially vulnerable too, yet she has nothing else to lose. Jesus is her only hope and she knows she needs to get to him. But I imagine she's also carrying a sense of shame in that, not because she's done anything wrong, but because of the way that society sees her. So therefore, she doesn't go up to him to ask him as she doesn't want to be seen. She wants to hide and she thinks, and I think she crawls along the floor, if I can just touch the edge of his cloak, I will be healed. That is incredible faith right there. The faith to believe that it's just the edge of his garment she touches, she'll be healed Like she doesn't need his words or to physically touch him, but she's saying that the edge of his cloak will be enough. So she goes for the edge of the cloak and she breaks all the social rules to get to him because in theory, she'll have had to brush past others to get to him. And with the Jewish rules, she would have made others unclean. Like that must have taken such boldness and courage. It is amazing what she has to get past to get to Jesus. And we read that when she touches Jesus's cloak, power goes from his body and Jesus knows that God the Father has healed her. And he calls her forward and declares over her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. And in that moment, she experiences more than physical healing. She also experiences the liberation of peace over her that she didn't even know was coming. In that moment, he restores everything that's been taken away from her. He validates her sense of belonging and inclusion. And you know what? The crowds who have outcast her for years publicly see that. They see that Jesus honours her and that he celebrates her because it's her faith in him, in Christ, that restores it all. Because she'd heard about Jesus and she believed by faith that he could heal her and through her faith she was healed. She became included in Christ as he calls her daughter. There is nothing 
in any of our stories that is too shameful for the love of God. He restores all things when we put our faith in him. Our identity, our self-esteem, our self-expression, our self-worth, the value we place in ourselves should never be based on anything else but solely on who we are and whose we are. And when we know we are in Christ, included in his kingdom through believing his word and believing the truth, we gain so much freedom from that. Because when you are in Christ, All that is true of him changes what is true of you. All that we are and all that we have is based on the truth that we are in Christ. Our self-esteem should never be based on our outward appearance, on our level of education, on our financial status, on our children, whether we have them or not, on our spouses, whether we have them or not. Our self-esteem and self-expression instead should be based on our position as children of God through Christ Jesus. Every incredible blessing that comes as part of being in Christ is all a gift of grace. And as I said before, it is all about what he has done for us, not what we have done for him. Let's read verse 13 again, where it says, And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Here. People won't believe unless they first hear the message. And many of the Ephesians first heard it from Paul. For two years, Paul proclaimed the gospel of salvation from a school in Ephesus. And by the time he was done, every person in the province of Asia had heard the gospel. Believe. There was a time when we didn't do as God had asked, but then we heard and we believed the good news of our salvation. And that means we've been rescued. Jesus is the great deliverer who rescues us from our enemies. And our salvation is just one of many blessings we can experience as a result of being in Christ Jesus. Hear, believe, be included in Christ. There's an invitation for us all today to be included in the kingdom of God. And all we have to do is accept God's open invitation where we read, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. You see, there's a calling for ourselves first to believe in faith but then we're also called to let others know his truth so that they can hear for themselves, for them to believe and then to be included in Christ. We've heard recently here at Ivy that one of our youth shared the gospel with a friend and that friend is now on his own awesome journey with God. And we've heard of others who have started Bible studies at school and they've grown so big that they're needed to multiply the groups. It is honestly so brilliant and so inspiring. Hear, believe and be included in Christ. Perhaps today you want to say yes to Jesus for this the first time. Or maybe you want to recommit your life to him and say, I have heard and I believe and I know I am included in Christ. So I'm going to pray a prayer now. 
And if that's you, why don't you pray it along in your heart as I read it out. Dear Lord, I'm sorry I've left you out of my life. I acknowledge that I've sinned against you in thought, in word and in deed. And I believe that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross to pay the price for my sins. So please forgive my sin. I commit my life fully into your hands to love and serve you. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit so I can live for you. In Jesus' name, Amen. If that is you today and you have prayed that prayer, then please do tell somebody as we would love to be able to pray for you. And so just as we finish, my challenge to you is, who could you share the message of Jesus with this week? Maybe you just want to take a moment now to write those people down somewhere, to pop a note in your phone and then turn to the person next to you or speak to somebody in the church to let them know what you've done and who, whose name you've written so we can cheer each other on and be accountable to each other. Because when we hear and we believe in faith, we are included in Christ and we therefore are part of His mission here on earth. Hear, believe and be included in Christ.